So another magical production at the Lyric Opera of Chicago, the Magic Flute, playing now through the end of January. We're so excited to have in our studios two of the stars of the Magic Flute, Christiana Karg and Andrew Staples. Thanks for being here. Pleasure. So tell us a little bit about the Magic Flute. I know any production that you will see at the Lyric is going to be magical and magnificent, but the Magic Flute might be new to many people. Let's talk about the Magic Flute. I think some melodies everybody uh, heard once. Uh, I think of the aria of the Queen of the Night, this very, very high aria with a lot of high notes. I think everybody heard that once in uh, in a lifetime. So I think they will know some music of uh, the magic flute. A lot of times you go into something and you hear the, the tune or the melody and you're, you go, oh. Yes, in concert we see that. And when there comes a really well-known bit, then you see people just listening more carefully and uh, enjoying even more. And Christiana, you play Pamina. I do Pamina, yes. And Andrew, you play... Tamino. All right, tell me about your characters. Um, well, Tamino is a prince. Um, and Of course, right? He, uh, right. Very fitting. Yeah. Um, and he is lost in the woods, I guess, and um, chased by a dragon or a snake. Um, then he uh, meets a guy dressed as a bird... Um, three ladies rescue him from a snake. Uh, he falls in love with a picture of Pamina, and then um, meets her mother. As as you know, all proper courtship, you should go through the right. mother. And once she's said, "You must go and rescue my daughter from the clutches of various evil men," uh, the prince goes on his quest and eventually does meet Pamina. Not allowed to speak to her, she gets very upset with him, and then it all ends very very happily. Uh, and that is pretty much. Tamino's timeline through the magic fleet. Now, is this a dream role? You're playing a prince. You're going to rescue this beautiful woman. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't... You reco- get rescued yeah. by three women. I do, yeah. But While that, chasing that, I mean, a dragon. None of these things is, you know, uh, new to me. This happens in my, my daily <laughs> okay. life. Just, yeah, right. And yeah. just another day. It's just another Mr. day. Yeah. Just another day at the office. Uh, no, it's a great role. And it's it's um, it's um got some fabulous uh, kind of... it's. It, I mean, as well as sort of, sort of all of the lighthearted side of it, it's... it's um. It is really sort of touching and honest as well. And you have these incredible moments of uh, kind of, I mean, existential crisis as well. I mean, you're sort of trying to struggle your way through these sort of, albeit slightly crazy situations. Um, But you see something of a real um, honesty and and sort of every man's sort of human uh, condition, I guess, which which is fun to play. And, 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 and we you, do the roles for longer now, yeah. and we always discover something new. And this is fantastic. If you really, after years performing that role and singing that role, you you still can discover something and you find more depth uh, by performing it. And this is really something uh, I think other people cannot say that they always discover new things in their work. And so Mozart was just a genius, giving us always new ideas by the years. The lyric opera to me and I think to Chicago audiences, is such a magical place in which to perform. Is it not? It's just the sets are grandiose. The costumes are stunning and spectacular. What's it like performing at the Lyric? First, if you come on stage, it's huge, especially as a European, because our houses, our opera houses and theaters are really much smaller. Mm-hmm. So it's at least double size, and you feel a bit uh, very, very small on stage, and uh, it's weird. And then you you open your mouth and you sing, and it's fantastic acoustic. So it's really the sound is fantastic here, and it's uh, yeah, and that makes it really easy. And I am here for the second time. 
I sang Figaro last year. Yeah. And I really enjoy myself a lot here. Also the city, I like it a lot. And uh, we meet also during our stay, we meet a lot of people, um, opera freaks and opera lovers. Of and, course. Um, it's very interesting how much the opera house is in the hearts of the people here. That's what I see, too, at the Lyric. You do have, there's so many fans. It's it's not just a specialty fan anymore. It seems everybody is embracing the opera. Do you see that, too, as actors? Yeah, I think you do. I think, yeah, yeah and certain, especially around sort of some festivals and some uh, big places. And, you know, and I think it happens more on sort of in the continent than it does in the UK, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, you certainly get that sense here as well that, I mean, what Christiana was saying, that the sort of sense of community around the opera house here is is very strong yeah and uh that feeds into the the way that you um you tell the stories on the stage as well knowing that it's a you know it matters to people it's not just a sort of the next show in town but it's there's a certain kind of buzz around what's going on and people you know really are interested in in what's going on the opera's so demanding on your voices mainly i mean but you're also you're acting you're singing you're moving it's it's physically and mentally demanding talk about some of the demands of the opera. First of all, you have to remember all the words. <laughs> this is sometimes a bit Yeah, and they're tricky. in German. I mean, it's no problem for you because... <laughs> it's also a problem for me. It's yeah, even okay. worse sometimes yeah, yeah. because I can't find just uh, something, a German sound because I'm, I've, I'm really irritated if I sing in a language that I, uh, that I know and then I miss a word. So this is yeah. even more difficult, I think. Um, yeah, and then singing, running... There is a lot to do, but therefore we rehearse so, for, for such a long time. I don't know if the audience, if they really know how much we are rehearsing. So we we are here for four and a half weeks already. Yeah. Which is a lot, which is a lot. That, what is that, eight shows a week you're doing? Hmm. That's quite demanding on your voices. As a soprano and a tenor, I mean, what do you have to do? What's the preparation that you do, say, before your, your, uh, before it begins and then during as well? I mean, I, I know we're doing the interview now. But do you rest your voices on particular days? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm not very good at um, uh, <laughs> the things you're supposed to do as a singer. There's sort of lots of our colleagues might say, you know, you, you don't have any dairy and you, you know. I was going to say you're in Chicago, any... so you're going to be stuck with deep dish pizza. Right. Too. I know. Yeah. So I, I'm probably not the best person to ask. But yeah, I think I think if you're a proper singer, <laughs> you should rest your voice. You should drink sort of warm you know, non-alcoholic Non-alcoholic. And you should Andrew's saying, yeah. oh, no, yeah. check, check, check. Um, <laughs> but no, I think, I mean, the other thing, the thing about opera now that, that that I think is really positive and is really good is that it's, I mean, there was a time when it was it was acceptable to be uh, quite, sta- you'd stand quite still on stage and, you know, wear the nice costumes and, right. and, and just sort of sing beautifully and that was it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think to some extent that is... Um, that allowed opera to become uh, an art form that, that I don't know maybe was harder to connect with um, compared with cinema or theatre or other things. So now that the demands on us are to to create a real life on stage and be to look and sound, you know, exactly as as beautiful as as uh, um, before, but to to bring some sort of more energy and agility to some of the things. And this opera, you know, it's a young cast and there's kids on the stage right down to the sort of age of what I think the youngest guy is sort of seven or eight singing, uh-huh. you know, uh, in an opera stage, which is amazing. And, um, yeah, and everyone's, you know, quite 
active and running and climbing and yeah it's great so you both again you're both very young too is it kind of very young extremely (laughs) young wow i mean we had to put high chairs in the studio today but you're both young is it cool to kind of see the younger kids do they look to you as mentors gosh i hope not (laughs) (laughs) no but for example the three boys they're really young and and uh some yeah a girl just and they speak to you in the name of um of your role of course they say hey pamina how are you today yeah and this is is really funny and, and now they saw the uh, the costumes for the uh, last rehearsal, and they are amazed because we are, of course, we are from Disney store, <laughs> yeah. escape from Disney school, yeah, uh, store. And uh, I'm Snow White, uh-huh. and uh, it really looks from far. I think it looks as the. Well, Disney you're a princess. I yes, mean, I am a princess. Well, in, uh, in general, I mean, and I think uh, every girl just wants to be to be the once, princess. Yeah, also the princess. So but how cool funny. is it? They probably look at both of you and say, "A princess and a prince." You yeah. know, they're enamored by you. I think. Well, the, what they don't realize is we'd much rather, we'd, we'd love to have another go at it and be twelve again. Yeah, you know, <laughs> starting all over again. But no, they're. Um, yeah, it is nice, and it, the, the, that feeling of. Uh, I mean. I've always had this sort of thing of, of having the kind of heroes you'll never meet mm-hmm. in your life. You know, the, the, maybe the, the singers who, have, who maybe have passed away or who are just so famous you'll never meet. And then there's these kind of like attainable heroes who, who you might know and they'll never know that you're, that you're looking up to them. And, but I think within this cast, it's nice because of the age spread and the range of, you know, experience. That's who, happening. Who were your heroes growing up? Who did you look to for inspiration? Family or on a professional level too? Um... Well, one of them was this, this guy called Fritz Wunderlich, who's a, who's sort of every every tenor's sort of um, hero, and yeah, sadly died very young, and and uh, but was was yeah my kind of inspiration for lots of things. It was definitely Marie Callas, because I think she she did that what you t- were to- um, were talking about uh, the new style of opera, yeah. not just standing and singing, but the drama, and she did not care so much about her voice. We all unfortunately know. But she put so much drama in it that it became life. And, and uh, this is, for me, more interesting um, than um, just um, a very formal presentation of an opera. And I think after her, it's very difficult to go back to these times. Yeah. And I loved uh, Pavarotti. He oh, was kind because oh. the, the voice uh, was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. He could allow himself... Um, just to stand and to sing. Maybe he's the only one. Yeah, I would allow that too. Wow. I um, think you'll find that Chicago audiences are very, very passionate yeah. about their performances. Uh, final thought, what would you want your audience to take away from your performance from the Magic Flute? You want people to come out um, happier than they, they went in. I think, I mean, it's, it's, it's a piece that, is, that works on so many different levels. Um, it's like a really, really good cartoon that, that speaks to everyone. You know, it's sort of, it has... A kind of uh, a truth at its core, which is, you know, it's talking about women's liberation and an age of enlightenment ideas, and uh, but as well as that, it's just something that that fuels, um, yeah, a kind of an extraordinary sense of um, luckiness to be alive, I guess. And the nice thing about magic flute is also that I think everybody can find something. So there is the little child that can find something and especially watching other uh, children on stage and there is also the grandma and so I think really this is set on the perfect time for Christmas time where the whole family can go together and enjoy an opera evening so I think everybody can find something it's very colorful and uh, a lot of fantasy and I think this is what is missing in our lives fantasy that we just don't have uh, everything is so 
made uh, and so clear. And there you can just go and dream. And this is what I also like in opera so much. I couldn't agree with you more. The Magic Flute uh, runs through January 27th at the Lyric Opera. Christiana Karg and Andrew Staples, thank you for being here with us. Thank you. Thank you.